the kill, and Warner wins the set. Fade away by Moores. Ian Play with Pragmatic, made possible by Horton in Britain a worldwide supplier of engine cooling systems and proud member of the community for more than four decades. Horton, www.com. Welcome to another edition of In Play. I'm Craig Maddock. Today's guest, at one time, had a bunch of 11-man football records in South Dakota. 5,300 yards career rushing, and that was in three years. The most 100-yard rushing games in a career with 25. The most 100-yard rushing games in a season with 10. Most career rushing touchdowns with 61. Again, that was in three years. And most career touchdowns with 65. You know, those 11-man football records lasted for well over 25 years. That was until Sioux Falls, Washington's Tupac Capella back in 2018 broke those records. But our guest today the first South Dakota high school football player to win three MVP awards for three state football championships. Our guest played college football for the University of South Dakota. He didn't have to travel very far. He's number 22, Jason Lieber of Vermilion. And Jason joins us from his home in Pennsylvania. Jason, welcome to In Play. Well, thank you for having me, Craig. I appreciate it. You know, it is hard to believe it's been, what, 30 years since you played oh, football man. for the Vermilion Tanagers. But, you know, it was August of 1990. Your family moved to Vermilion as your dad became the Vermilion principal. So you're a sophomore at the time. What was going on with your life at that time? <laughs> um, it just got uh, upheavaled. Um, my dad, uh, over the years, had kind of tinkered with relocating. We, we grew up in southern Iowa. And um, I knew the possibility for four or five years prior to that, um, he'd interviewed for jobs and not to tease Brandon Valley, but he almost took the Brandon Valley job um, in the late eighties, maybe two or three years prior to us moving to South Dakota or to Vermillion. But um, yeah, it was, uh, we moved, um, I think we relocated to South Dakota maybe two or three weeks prior to two a days starting my sophomore year. Um, you know, moved, moved in, started practice and, and knew no one just came in fresh. What was the Iowa town that you moved from? Uh, we grew up in a town called Albia, Iowa. Um, it's in the Southern Iowa, just about an hour South of Des Moines, maybe, uh, 30, 40 minutes North of Missouri. Did you play football there? I did. Yeah. So I, I, I had started playing football in seventh grade, um, and then my freshman year of high school, um, they let me, I think, suit up and, and, and do some kick returns and some some uh, couple plays here and there in the games. I didn't get to start or play a ton, but um, certainly they gave me a taste um, at that time um, as a freshman. But, uh, yeah, and then I moved into South Dakota as a sophomore. I you know, had no idea. Nobody knew me. Um, I, didn't know, I didn't know any of the plays. And, you know, it gave me basically two weeks to kind of get ready. Um, so I came in fresh and, and not knowing or expecting really anything. You've got quite the football family. Your dad and grandfather played college football. Where did they play? Uh, so my dad actually uh, played at Sioux Falls College, um, was a linebacker at Sioux Falls College and also ran track, um, was a triple jumper. 
And, and I think he held the South Dakota State uh, all-college triple jump record for 20 or 30 years, oh. or maybe even longer. Oh. Um, and then my grandfather uh, went to Pitt um, and uh, played there uh, before he, he went to the war in World War II. Um, and then I had um, my, my father's or my uncle, my dad's uh, second brother, uh, was a running back at, at uh, County West St. Albert and uh, was an All-American in high school and then uh, played at the, was a running back at University of Kansas. Oh, my goodness. And, of course, your younger brother, Ben, played uh, in the NFL with San Diego and, of course, the Minnesota Vikings, and he's doing quite well right now in his afterlife of the NFL. But how close, mm-hmm. how close did you come, Jason, in getting a shot for the NFL? Uh, I don't, <laughs> I don't think all that close. Um, you know, I, I did some combine work, uh, when I graduated, um, and, uh, I had talked to the Green Bay Packers a little bit. Um, I actually got an offer, uh, at the time, um, at the arena league, um, the, uh, Iowa Barnstormers, uh, offered me a contract, oh, yeah. um, and at that time, I, the, the, the funny part was I go down to the, to the tryout. And they had about 200 people show up uh, and they whittle us down, whittle us down through workouts. And, and I make the final five and they bring in a quarterback and they said, okay, now you're going to run routes and, and we're going to see how you do with, with our guys. And um, at the time that was Kurt Warner. Um, <laughs> so I, I didn't know at the time I had no idea who he was. Uh, so I'm running, I'm running routes and pick catch and passes from Kurt Warner in our workout. And um at the time, nobody really kind of made it to the NFL through the Arena League. Um, the contracts were small. There's no insurance. You're kind of out on your own. And um, at the time, that was my best offer. I got another offer from Albany as well. And I kind of just weighed my options and said, you know what? If this isn't going to work, you know, I'm, I'm okay with giving up and, and moving on. Mm. And uh, so I just wanted to go to graduate school. And uh, so I didn't pursue it. And um Looking back, I probably regret it now a little bit, just that maybe I should have given it a try. But um, that's about as close as I got. I got, a, I got a couple of Arena League offers over the over the next year or so. People would call and say, hey, come over and play uh, while I was in graduate school. But I just didn't want to leave school at the time. So you played football as a freshman in, in, uh, in Iowa before you moved to uh, Vermilion. You're a sophomore there. You move there two weeks uh, before the 1990 football season gets underway. Did you get a growing spurt? I mean, how big were you as 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 a sophomore uh, in high school? Um, not. I wouldn't say huge. I, I, I guess I was taller than I, I grew early, so I was probably about five eleven um, by by my sophomore year. Uh, I didn't weigh a ton. I think I was maybe like one sixty uh, at most uh, that sophomore season, um, but I could run. And I think that's what kind of enticed uh, Coach Culver. Um, he didn't let me play much early on. I think I, you know, I had to learn the offense, and and you know, they had to see what I could do. So I, I don't think I played the first uh, two or three games uh, of that season until uh, I think the fourth game they let me play against West Central. Um, and I can't, I don't recall, I don't think I started that game, but I think I, I, I got like six or seven carries. I think it went for two touchdowns and 140 some yards. <laughs> and I think at that point coach was like, well, I guess I got to play you. Um, and then that, then I started from that, from that point on. Gary Culver was uh, the coach. And I was just going to say, how, how did he get you involved in the offense? Cause I'm assuming once they saw you run the ball that they thought, Hey, 
this could be a pretty special player. We got to get him involved. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it, it, I think that they uh, they probably saw it in, in the two days in camp, and and um, but again, I'm I'm getting my limited opportunities. I'm sure they I I started over a, a senior at the time, so I'm sure the senior was expecting to play. Um, and uh, so I, you know, I'm sure looking in, in practice and, and a little taste in games, they kind of knew I had something there, but um, I don't know what, what you have to talk to Culver about what he really thought <laughs> at that moment. I'm sure it was um, I, I, coming for, as a high school principal's kid. Uh, I had this in Iowa where, you know, it's, it, you, know, you, you kind of get judged a little bit and are they playing him because it's the, it's the new principal's kid. Uh-huh. Yeah, you know. <laughs> well, I'm sure Gary thought that you made him very smart. Uh, by by, by <laughs> I hope so. Play, I think you. it panned out well over time. <laughs> yes, it did. <laughs> you know, the the Dakota Dome was just over 10 years old at uh, the time. What was it like getting used to playing on the turf? It was great. Um, in fact, that was one of my dad's selling points um, when he took the job, or when he was considering taking the job. He had brought me up for one of his interviews. And let me be a part of the process to kind of drive up and see the town. And um, he actually took me to the dome and we walked in and I, my, my jaw just dropped. And I'd never seen anything like that coming from, you know, town of 3,000 people in Southern Iowa. And um, he looked at me and, and said, you know, hey, if, we, if I take this job, this is where you get to play. And uh, <laughs> I remember looking at him and going, all right, take the job. I'm ready to move. Let's go. Um, I just, the minute I saw the dome, like uh, to play high school football here would be amazing. And, and, you know, I think a week later, maybe two weeks later, they offered him the job. And so, you know, that, that, that did ease the pain of having to leave my, my friends and, and the school um, at that age. But uh, the dome was quite the selling point. Vermillion had made it to the 11A championship the very first year of the football playoffs. They lost a winner back in 1981, 31-21, but Tanagers did not get back to the Dome until you arrived, Jason, in 1990. What was that season like as you went on? Because you guys made it to the Dome your first year in Vermilion. Yeah, um, I, I think for me as a sophomore, you know, I, I, I didn't know South Dakota at all. Um, so I, I, I didn't know the towns. I didn't know who winner was or any traditions. So... I think being a sophomore and kind of uh, clueless at the time kind of benefited me. I just kind of go out and play and I didn't have to, I wasn't intimidated by anybody. I wasn't, you know, worried about this coach or this player. Um, I just kind of showed up and let's go. Uh, so I think that benefited me. And then, and with my speed on the turf, uh, I thought that probably gave me quite the advantage um, going into that, into that season. And, um, but the, the seniors are great. Uh, they, they embraced, they embraced me and, and I was nervous, you know, didn't know anybody. So to be a new kid, principal's kid, and to be a starter, um, going into the a championship game, um, the seniors really made me feel comfortable. And I think that helped me a ton that year. Vermilion beats a winner 20 to six in that championship game. What do you remember most about that game? Um, I, I at the time I was just kind of shell shocked. Um, I, I never knew how many yards I rushed for that game. It wasn't a ton, but enough that they, they, they gave me the, the MVP, but, um, I just being numb, um, being in front of a bigger crowd I've ever played for. Sure. Um, sure. 
and, and and to have a state title to play for a state title, I, I kind of just remember being shocked um, and numb to the whole situation. And when we won it, it, it was kind of just wow. Uh, the town I played for in Iowa, we weren't very good. We barely <laughs> won game, maybe one or two games a year. So to win a game was like great for me, let alone a state title. Well, nineteen ninety one, you guys get back to the dome. Was that expected for the Tanagers? Yeah, the, so the, the tide had flipped. I mean, coming into uh, that year, um, we were loaded. Uh, that was probably easily our, easily our best team. Um, I, I had the expectations now on my shoulders of everybody knew I'm coming back. And, um, you know, that year it was more of, okay, now you're the hunted and everybody knows you're, you're loaded. So I think that was a challenge that year of just trying to, trying to prove our expectations um, which, you know, as the season went on, we just got more and more powerful. And um, uh, that team was fantastic offensively, defensively. We had everything in that season. So I don't think there was anybody really going to stand in our way that year. Um, I think you saw the championship game. It wasn't much of a match. Um, this team just was a team that could not be stopped. Yeah, you beat lead 48 to, to 22. And it's one of those where you go back to back and all of a sudden here we are, your senior year. You have a chance to go back to back to back your senior year, but boy, you guys had to work for it just to get to the dome that year. Yeah, that's 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 a good way to put it. That's exactly what it was. Um, we were not the top team that year. Now we graduated all these these top players, and and we're coming in with a bunch of new uh, juniors and sophomores. So I think we were ranked like fourth or fifth all year. Um, we got beat twice uh, in that in the, in the regular season. Um, so we really had to grind it out and come from behind to, 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 uh, to knock off. I think we went, we go up to Madison undefeated. They'd already beaten us once. Uh, we had to play at their place and we beat them in a snowstorm, um, like nine, three, I think. <laughs> um, then at that, we have to go, now we got to go to Madison to, to uh, Millbank, um, who is undefeated and number one team in the state and, um, and beat them in a miracle game. Uh, so this team just, I think that that's, I think that's where the tradition and the experience of having those two championships uh, prior um, help these younger kids. Look, you, you're going to have to fight with me. And, um, and they came to age, you know, at the perfect time. Uh, but that year was a grind and a, and a ton of pressure. You called uh, that number one meeting with uh, Milbank a miracle win. Uh, wh- why was it a miracle win? Um. We're down, I think, 12 points uh, going into the fourth quarter. Um, we really couldn't get anything moving. Um, and we, we go down and, fi- and finally get a, 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 just a grinding drive, three plays, five yards, six yards, eight yards, and we just plow it down, score. Um, we need a turnover. I mean, we can't stop this offense. And that, was, uh, that team had Kalen DeBoer. Uh, I thought the best wide receiver um, in, in South Dakota at the time. Um, you know, we got to stop these guys. And of all people, um, my little brother, Aaron, as a sophomore safety, forces a fumble with about five minutes left in the game. It gives us the ball back. Uh, we drive down again, and uh, our quarterback hits a guy in the corner of the end zone on a diving play with I think a minute 40 left uh, to, to tie the game. 
we go to kick the field goal and our kicker makes the field goal by maybe five inches um, on the extra point. He just shanks it, but somehow it gets over um, to give us a 23, 22, I think lead. Um, now it, it comes down to me and Kalen. Uh, that, and that, that was the, probably the most enjoyable moment for me. Cause you're a safety is, uh, on defense. I, I was a safety, but I switched to corner at that moment um, to cover Kalen. And so they, they moved me over and said, it's, it's, you know, we know where the ball's going. Um, so Kalen, it's you and me. Let's, let's have at it. Wow. And, wow. Um, great. And uh, so he, ca- he gets a couple quick short passes, uh, which I kind of feel like they were going to go short, short, long. And they did, trying to get me deep, they, and, and they missed. Um, I thought maybe they'll go short one more time before they go long again. So I tell my, my, uh, my linebackers and, and safeties, you know, look, I'm going after this one, uh, cover me. And they did, they went short. I undercut it and picked it off and, uh, ran out of bounds to end the game. Oh, oh. And that's how the game ended with like, was about 40 seconds, 30 seconds left. And, uh, that game was phenomenal. It was just back and forth and, and, um, Certainly, we were not favored to win that game, uh, but it got us back to the dome. And to take on a winner in the championship in a high-scoring matchup, 46-27, Vermillion wins its third championship in a row. What do you remember most about that high-scoring game and the championship against winner? That game was just uh, a lot of pressure. I, you know, now I'm the senior uh, that's supposed to, you know, to finish the job. And, um, and I just remember going into that, that week and that game, just feeling like, you know, it's on me. Uh, they had uh, a really good, right, quick running back that we had to stop. Um, so I knew it'd be a, a, a kind of a, a track meet and, um, yeah, our guys played great that day and, and, uh, and we held him in check relatively. And, um, I just remember, you know, everything kind of clicked for us that game. Uh, offensively and defensively and, and uh, you know, put 46 on the board. And I think we probably could have put more um, uh, if we wanted to. You had some fun offensive numbers in high school, Jason, but well, let's talk about the defense that you had. I know you played safety and corner, but who were some of those guys on defense those years that uh, played a big part for Vermillion? Well, Mark Iverson, our linebacker, was our kind of our steadfast uh, stud, and he just kind of solidified that defense my senior year. Um, and uh, you know, the junior year, oh my gosh, uh, Merrigan, Christofferson, Barnett, uh-huh. um, you name a whole host of guys in that defense that could play. Um, they were that junior year. They were a nasty group. Like they just they played hard. Um, they played mean, um, you know, they wanted to shut you out and, um, and that kind of gave us the mentality and attitude, you know, that year of a junior year. Um, but, uh, yeah, even had Aaron Leash, uh, my, my senior year as a safety. Um, yeah, we just had some really good athletes that I got to play with. You were named the Joe Robbie MVP each year of that championship. The uh, only player to win it three times in a row. That is until Piers Lincoln Keenholz did it last year. He won it for the for the third time in a row. But you guys are the only two that have won uh, the Joe Robbie MVP three times uh, in state championships. 
Did you have any serious injuries or nagging injuries in football during your high school career? Um, I got lucky. No, I mean, um, playing on turf, I got, I was fortunate. I never really had any, any major, uh, knee or ankle injuries, at least during high school. Um, college a couple times, I had a couple nagging knee injuries and ankle injuries, um, getting rolled and, and this and that. Um, but I was very fortunate. I think I had a couple of dislocated shoulders in college, um, landing on that hard concrete turf. Um, <laughs> that wasn't fun, but, um, but nothing that, that uh, fortunately kept me out a, a too long. I think I missed maybe one or two games in college. How did you get ready for the football season? What did you do during the summer? Was there a lot of weights? Was there a lot of running? Uh, How did you get ready? Well, I'll, I'll, sadly, I'll admit in high school, nothing. <laughs> um, <laughs> we just played all year long. I mean, you went from, uh, from football to, to basketball to track to baseball we just never stopped moving. Uh, even, even in the summer when, when we're playing baseball, if we didn't have a baseball game that day, we had practice or the guys got together and we played, you know, pick up football games, flat football games, uh, baseball games on, on off days. So, and then having two younger brothers with Aaron and Ben, and then um, just down the street, we had Kevin Crehan and, and Casey Crehan um, of the same age. Um, we just played all the time. We never stopped running. We never stopped playing. So in high school, um, there wasn't, a, you know, at the time, this is like early 90s, hate to say it, there just wasn't a lot of weightlifting and a lot of, we didn't have a gym. So at least for the high school, college, that changed. You know, that completely flipped when I, once I got to college and saw the, the, the intensity of it. it. Once we were in college, it's, it, it's nonstop. I mean, you never, you're never not running. You're never not lifting. Um, you're always preparing for the next season. So two kind of completely different. I wish I would have known more at a younger age, but um, I guess it comes with wisdom. What was the decision process for playing college football? You know, I'm assuming you had a number of schools that you were looking for. In fact, you knew the head coach of uh, the Coyotes, Dennis Crehan. Uh, of course, his uh, sons were in the neighborhood. So what was that process like with USD uh, right in your back door, maybe to play college football? Yeah, I think that um, I had talked to a number of schools, South Dakota State, uh, Wyoming, Minnesota, Iowa State, North Dakota State, um, Nebraska and Iowa. Um, really, for me, it was it was Nebraska and Iowa um, up until I think probably around November or December. Um, I was still talking to Iowa and, and Minnesota, they, or, excuse me, Nebraska. Um Nebraska kind of just politely declined and says, I think we've filled our class. Um, Iowa kind of did the same thing near the end when they signed a a kid named Tavian Banks um, out of Mm. Davenport. And um, so then it kind of came down to uh, South Dakota and North Dakota State. Um, I went to North Dakota State on my recruiting trip, and it was about 25 below zero. (laughs) And uh, (laughs) I went, you got to be kidding me. Um, I don't know if I want this and, uh, they play indoors, they play indoors too. So that that would help. Well, so (laughs) at that time, uh, no, uh, they were in the construction of the Fargo dome. I actually got to see the Fargo dome in mid construction. That's right. And it was set to be done. Um, I think that my freshman year. So I think I would have played in the indoors at that moment. Um, 
so, but yeah, I got to see the construction of that, uh, in midway. And, um, and I, if I recall, North Dakota state, um, was going to basically move me to safety. And, uh, they felt like watching film, my best position into the NTC and going further would be, would have been safety. And, uh, so I had to make a decision on, do I stay at USD and be a running back or do I go to North Dakota state and be a safety? And, um, at the time I just felt like, you know, I was a running back is what I know. Kyle for playing uh, uh, in the North central conference. It was D two at the time and prior four years prior to you getting there, Jason, they, they, uh, did not have a 500 record. Things were uh, kind of tough down in Vermilion. So that freshman year, um, how much involvement did you have with uh, the Coyotes? Um, uh, more than I expected. Uh, they let me. They didn't let me start the first game, um, but they, I got in, and I think um, I think it went over for a, a, over a hundred hundred some yards against Northern that first game. Um, and so I think they again, kind of like high school, they didn't let me start uh, probably till about mid season, and then until uh, I got my feet wet. And I knew the offense, so that was the hard part. Is a much much more complex offense, and so um, by about the third or fourth, probably fourth game, fifth game. Again, they kind of said, okay, it's your position now. Um, and then I started from that point, uh, the rest of my career. And, uh, it was, it was a, I think we were five and six that year, I believe. Um, so I think we, the South Dakota had been like one and nine or one and 10 for like two previous seasons. So, you know, for us, that was a huge, Huge momentum. Yeah. You went five and six your sophomore year. Then your junior year, the Coyotes went eight and three. What was the big turnaround your junior year? Well, those young kids that they let start, um, we were all seasoned at that point. And, um, and uh, we felt like we had a, a, a playoff type NCC championship team. Um, you know, I, I think we, we, we just missed, uh, I think we lost to North Dakota State up at their place, like 14-7. Um, one game, one way or the other, and I think we make the playoffs. And I think if somebody else had lost, we were going to get in the playoffs, and we, we felt like we had a good chance. Uh, yeah, we had a great team that year, uh, great senior leadership. Um, just, I think, just kind of fell a little bit short and kind of the, how the numbers played out. And then your senior year, you go 6-5 and five overall. Overall, your college experience, what do you remember the most about it? You know, the Coyotes didn't make playoffs or anything, but you, know, you just keep going and playing football games. And uh, Dennis Crehan, of course, was your coach. Yeah, I mean, I, I, the reason I chose – so one of the reasons I chose South Dakota was that kind of the, the losing record. Um, I, I felt like I could go to North Dakota State and be a part of the – the progression and, and just be a, a key, a key part of their, their continued success. Or I can try to try to turn this program around with coach Crehan. And some, there was for me an allure of being the underdog and, and saying, look, you know, um, I want it on myself. I, I want to be the guy to, to pull this thing out. So, you know, I wasn't afraid of the fact that we were that bad that early. Um, and we did, I mean, I think, I think we were ranked third or fourth in the country um, through my, ju- my junior year. And we, I, we would have been my senior year, except our, our starting quarterback broke his ankle in the third game against Morningside. Um, so we go six and five uh, with a third, with end up becoming our third string quarterback starting uh, because of other injuries. So 
had had our starting quarterback been healthy, Casey Miller, um, that six and five really could have been another eight and three, sure. nine and two season. Um, but that's just kind of the way it goes. So I thought, I thought, you know, coming from one and nine, one and nine, to getting to where we were nationally ranked, I think we led the rush, uh, led the country in rushing two or three years uh, when I was there. Um, you know, we felt like we did our job to a certain degree. Didn't get to what we always wanted. We wanted right. the NTC title, but um, we kind of felt like we brought them back to, to respectability. At the time, you finished at USD, sixth all-time in all-purpose yards, sixth all-time in rushing yards, most touchdowns scored in school history with 38, and seventh all-time in rushing touchdowns. So some, some pretty good stats there, too, as, as, as uh, playing college football for the Coyotes. All North Central Conference in two years as well. But I also hear that baseball was a big part for you at USD. Yeah, um, had you given me my choice, I would have probably gone and played baseball instead of football. And that's still kind of more my favorite sport. Um, and so, yeah, when I, when I, um, after I got done playing football and, 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 and the kind of the career didn't, didn't pan out afterwards. Um, I had one more year of eligibility. So I, I actually played uh, a season of baseball with the Yotes and, um, yeah, I, I played well. It was first team all conference. Um, uh, had a really good season coming out, haven't played in, you know, four years. And um, really that's, that's kind of where I, I wish I would have kind of pursued, but wow. again, hindsight. Right. Jason, you were inducted into the uh, USD sports hall of fame in 2012. What did that mean to you? It, it meant a lot. I mean, it, it uh, you know, kind of going back to where I, I wanted to help bring USD back. To, to some prominence and then we didn't get as high as I, you know, we, we all hope, but um, we certainly thought we did a good job and worked hard to give them back to where they were. So I, you know, and, and to, to be recognized uh, as, as somebody who, who stood out um, during that time. Uh, yeah. That's a, that's a, that's a, one of my best honors ever. Um, it felt great. And Jason, you and your brother, Ben are inducted into the Vermilion Tanager hall of fame. Not many can say they got uh, the brothers are are in the Hall of Fame. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. It's a, it's fun to share something with with uh, Ben. What was it like watching uh, Ben play in the NFL? Um, awesome, uh, surreal at times, um, nerve wracking watching your little brother go out there and 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 do his deal. Um, <laughs> and then just man, super proud. Just uh, the kid worked so hard. Um, and sacrificed so much uh, behind the scenes. I don't think you know people don't know that um, he wasn't a highly recruited kid. He he wasn't you know the fastest or always the biggest, but um, but also but I think the hardest worker. And um, so to see him succeed, uh, I couldn't be more proud. You're a chiropractor now, and you own your own practice in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. How did you make it to the East Coast? What was the process like of determining that you wanted to be a chiropractor and how you got the practice started? Yeah, so um, when I was, uh, you know, in school, um, injuries here and there, and uh, I had tried uh, some PT for, for nagging injuries with, with the, in the chiro time. And, and um, I, I just, every time I went to the chiropractor, it made me feel better. I mean, I, I just felt like they healed quicker. And um, 
So I, I was in pre-med at USD, and um, but this kind of uh, enamored me, and I and I always wanted to stay in sports in some way, and I thought that this would give me a chance to um, to stay in sports. So yeah, I went to, to Northwestern Chiropractic School um, in Minneapolis. Uh, from there, I I got an internship with uh, Mary Collins uh, down in Dallas, who is the uh, Dallas uh, Stars uh, hockey uh, chiropractor, and then that she had done some work with the Dallas Mavericks. Um, that kind of got me into the sports world and then, uh, that got me a job in Baltimore and, um, I started working for the the chiropractor for the Baltimore Ravens, Dr. Alan Sokoloff, and he's still, uh, 25 years now he's been the chiropractor for the Ravens. And, um, so once I got there, he knew how much I loved baseball and we kind of got some ends. And, and so, uh, I started working with the, uh, the Washington Nationals. Uh, I was a team chiropractor for the Washington Nationals um, for a couple of years. I was a team chiropractor for the Bowie Bay Sox, which is a double-A affiliate for the Orioles. Um, and then we did some work with the University of Maryland. So just kind of being constantly in the sports world, it, it kind of filled my void of, of, of missing the locker room. And, um, and then after doing that, I met my wife and, 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 and uh, she was living in Baltimore and I met my wife and, and uh, she's originally from here in Pennsylvania. So I got tired of living in the, in the Metro city um, and the commute. So we, I bought a practice in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, and uh, I've been here since 2007 and uh, I still, I'm a chiropractor for the uh, uh, Lancaster Barnstormers, which is kind of like our the Sioux city explorers, um, St. Paul saints. Got it. Um, Yes. So uh, they're part of the Atlantic League. So I've been a chiropractor here uh, for, for professional baseball team for um, what uh, seventeen years. You've got three girls too. Sounds two like girl, that, two girls and two a boy. Girls and a boy. It's a big sports family. You guys are involved a lot, aren't you? Yeah, my oldest is a junior in high school uh, and, and a all-state volleyball player. Um, nice. My my middle one's a, a field hockey player here in Pennsylvania and runs track. And uh, my son's a big-time baseball player. Are you still coaching uh, girls softball? Uh, I my girls, I played softball. I coached all the way from about five years old up till um, they're about fourteen, and then COVID kind of hit, and I and that kind of they decided to go different sports. So I switched over to baseball to coach my son, and I've been coaching baseball the last four or five years. All right, got a couple more for you, Jason. Here's here's a record I'm supposed to be checking on. Okay, do, do you have the record? For most football games played in the Dakota Dome, three years high school football with Vermilion, plus you've got three years of high school football playoff games, four years of college with USD. I kind of figured maybe, what, five or six high school games per year? That'd be about 18 games, and then 23 games in college. That's about 41 high school football games. Is that a record? Um, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> a dubious record, but I still a record. Um, gosh, I never really thought about it. Um, I guess someone would have to look that up, but that, that, I guess, yeah, I can't think of someone who probably has more at, at USD and, and, and Vermillion combined, I guess. Sure. You got to have, uh, that, uh, irony of, of course, uh, being a three or four year starter in high school in Vermillion. And of course, playing right away in college at USD. When you look back at the uh, high school football career that you had in in Vermilion with uh, Coach Culver and uh, the other names you mentioned earlier, what stands out in your mind when you start talking football in Vermilion? It was a great feeling, a unique feeling to 
to play your home football games in a dome. Um, I, I, very few people, I think, in the country can really say that. Um, and, and so to, to be a 15, 16, 17-year-old kid and, and play your games in that type of setting, um, and oftentimes with fairly good-sized crowds, um, and then when you got to the play and, and to play the championship game on your home field, uh, obviously a huge competitive advantage for us in Vermillion. But um, I, I just kind of always thought, what a great experience! I could, I, you know, I couldn't pass that up. Uh, so, like I say, when my dad said, "Hey, you want you want to move?" You know, <laughs> that was probably one of the biggest selling points. In play with Craig Maddock is made possible by Horton in Britain where smiling at work happens all the time. Apply now at HortonWW.com. If you like what you're hearing, please give us a five-star review wherever you get your podcast. It helps us gain new listeners. This has been In Play with me, Craig Maddock. This is a production of South Dakota Public Broadcasting.